Here we are again. Here we are again. Hello, friends. My name is Alyssa Trube, and this is another iteration of Under the Influence, where we, portal app creators, portal app, the human design app, the portal into self-knowledge, self-study, curiosity, and the experiment of human design, an app that will be coming to your iPhone, your Android, the little magical thing you hold in your hand, in the next handful of months. Keep your eyes peeled. Another iteration of Portals Under the Influence. Now this is essentially what you'll be getting on the app, a weekly audio. So if you hate my voice, it's probably not the app for you, but I imagine that that's probably not the case. So at least based on what my friends have told me, but then again, bias is a real thing. Happy Monday or happy whatever freaking day it is when you are listening to this. Just so you can paint a real clear picture of what's happening here as I move through some of the relevant transits of the week. I am laying butt ass naked on my deck in the mountains at about 9,000 feet. My cats are running around and I'm just, you know, taking a peek into the cosmic weather, into the neutrino influence, should you choose to perceive it that way. So without further ado... Let's explore some of the weekly transits. And before we do, let's set another stage. Let's give a little bit more context because y'all know I love context. Cheyenne knows. Cheyenne loves context too, I believe. We all love context, don't we? It helps things to make a little bit more sense. So something that you've heard me refer to in the last handful of weeks are these themes, these kind of macro categories of some of the human design gates. And how I've referred to them is as, you know, one, collective sharing, two, tribal support, and three, individual mutative knowing. Now, when I'm saying that, what I'm doing is I'm categorizing gates, gates make up channels in your human design body graph, okay? Planets move through gates. Gates are sub-archetypes of different zodiacal signs. What I'm talking about when I say, oh, the the tribal circuitry or the individual knowing circuitry or the defense circuitry or the collective sharing circuitry or the logical collective sharing circuitry or the abstract collective sharing circuitry is that I'm essentially cueing you into macro categories that these planetary archetypes fit into or these gates the archetypes of the gates fit into. And that way, if you're like, Alyssa, I don't know what you're talking about when you say the gate six, the gate six, the gate of conflict where the sun is currently sitting and you're feeling the conflict of not knowing the nuance, it's okay. You don't have to know the nuance. What you get to tune into here is, hey, that gate six is part of what we call tribal defense circuitry. And that gate six is a gate that because it's part of tribal defense circuitry, it colors how we care. It colors how we defend. It colors how we, you know, move toward intimacy or lack thereof with someone else. Okay, so let's just lay these out really specifically. Um, I'm going to just touch on the the major three. Yes, there are others like integration circuitry um, and centering circuitry. But what I want to what I want to make most clear are the main three and how they impact each other. So let's start with the tribal circuitry. Tribal circuitry is primitive. It's love, honor, and obey. It's resources. Okay. None of these, by the way, are better or worse. They're just different archetypes and different energetic patterning or behavioral patterning based on the archetypes. 
archetypes help us to orient, right? So take them more metaphorically and less definitively. So first off, you have this tribal circuitry, the tribe. We, we need each other to survive. We rely on each other to survive. We have laws that we honor. We have loyalty to the people in the tribe. We compete for resources with other tribes, right? So this is tribal circuitry, very primitive. It doesn't include the G center, doesn't include the Ajna or the head, it's throat, it's will center, also known as ego or sometimes heart. And then it's emotional center, it's root center, it's, um, you know, splenic. And then in the defense circuitry, we also get the sacral pulled into the mix. And defense circuitry is almost like a subset of tribal, okay? Then, beyond that, we've got the individual. Now, let's storytell for a second here. You've got the tribe, and you've got this individual who's like, you know what? We've been hunting with these dull arrowheads. They're just dull. I'm going to sharpen mine and make it a little bit more like a knife. And the tribe's like, you're crazy. You leave. It's, it's a rule here that we can't have anything sharp. Now, this is not historically accurate. We're storytelling, Yes. Okay, so the individual is like, yeah, you know, that the, the dullness just is not working for me. I'm going to sharpen my spear. And they get kicked out because their individual mutation did not obey the laws of the tribe. But they, they, it didn't, they don't care. They're like, look, this is going to be way more effective. This is going to be way more effective. Okay, so the individual starts hunting by itself. You know, this is Clan of the Cave Bear shit. Ayla. She's the individual. She's the archetype of the individual knowing the actual tribe is a little bit, you know, put off by individual knowing because it doesn't always follow the rules. It doesn't always follow the laws. Now, the tribe watches this Ayla character, this individual, really have a lot of success using these sharper spares, okay? And the tribe goes, you know, <laughs> sorry we kicked you out, but I, I think you're actually maybe onto something here. Maybe we can sharpen ours too, and maybe you can teach us how to make this new tool. So the individual is here to be the mutation, and the individual knowing is a type of circuitry just like tribal is a type of circuitry. And the tribe doesn't always take the individual mutation well, but, and it's a very significant but, if the tribe does see that the individual mutation is advantageous to evolution, makes things easier, makes things more efficient, makes sense, then the tribe might adopt that individual knowing, that individual mutation, that change. Okay. Then we have collective sharing circuitry, and, and half of that is abstract. It knows, but it doesn't have a formula for knowing. And the other half of that collective sharing circuitry is logical. It absolutely has a formula. It sees the pattern and it wants to perfect the pattern. Neither is better or worse. They're different. Right brain, left brain, respectively. Okay. So collective sharing circuitry is everyone. It's every body. It's every body in all the tribes, individuals included, every body in the whole world. It's the, you know, collective unconscious. It's it's the energy of the whole and it wants to have the human experience and it wants to share. And so of course, whether you're looking at the tri you know, the tribal energy, the tribal circuitry influences the collective, the individual circuitry influences the collective, the collective influences the others, right? So when you hear me refer to these archetypes, you can kind of orient yourself if I say, yep, right now 
you know, the last pretty much three days. And then for the next three days, the sun is going to be, and today's September 17th to orient you, um, the sun is going to be transiting through, moving through the gate six. This is a Virgoan gate. It's a tribal defense gate. It's called the gate of conflict or friction. It's half of the channel that is the driver of all of the emotional waves. Well, okay, just by me saying it's tribal defense, you can get a feeling for what kind of emotional tone or texture this gate would have because it's tribal. Okay, so this is a way to further orient using archetypes. And I want to lay that out because I know in the last couple of weeks I've kind of referred to them and it's like a little nugget to have, yeah? Um, also, you can use it when you're looking at your own body graph. You know, people who are highly individual in their circuitry oftentimes are the black sheep of the of the of the tribe, but in the collective they do really well because the collective goes, oh, you know what we like though, you're thinking it's different. And also that might not be the case, but, you know, patterning. Um, okay, so the other circuitry that I just want to touch on incredibly briefly is um, centering circuitry and integration circuitry, both of which are very self-empowering and, and you know, one of them gives a sort of awareness, but they're very self-centered and that's okay, right? We need this kind of selfish enlightenment energy as we move through these mutations around who we were and who we are becoming who we were and who we are becoming. So without further ado, let's dive in to some of the transits that we're going to look at this week. Now, kind of like last week, we're not going to get into the giants. I'm not, I'm not going to talk too much today about um, Mars. Well, Mars isn't a giant, but let's say I'm not going to talk too much about Mars. I'm not going to talk Mars has been in the in the gate 35 for a hot second, and it's it's going to be leaving. It's going to go into the gate 45. We'll get there. I'm going to touch on Mars, but we're not going to talk too much about Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, or Pluto, the giants, the outer planets, the slower movers, um, not because they're not significant, but because if you go back two weeks, we really laid the course of those archetypes then. So this week, we're going to focus on what we're going to feel as the sun continues to move through the gate of conflict, the earth through the gate of crisis. <laughs> joy, joy. No, don't take the word, words at face value, okay? We're going to, we'll move back through. Don't be like, oh shit, I'm turning this recording off now. Conflict? Crisis? I don't need this bullshit. Yes, you do need it because it's part of life. So hold on. I mean, that's my, that's my opinion. You can turn it off if you want to. Um, I'm having fun recording it. So whether anyone listens to it or not, doesn't really matter. Um, midway through the week, right before, actually on the equinox, on September 21st, when we officially enter into autumn, into fall, into the season of decomposition and, you know, kind of starting to pull in, slow down harmony harmony of <laughs> let's call it integration time integration time for the sake of harmony as we move into the equinox the sun transits into the gate 46 and the earth into the gate 25 the gate 46 is a is you know the first couple degrees of it are virgoan and then it shifts into a libra ruled gate and we'll get into the the actual archetypes in a second i want to orient here and that is a gate called determination or pushing upwards. And as the sun moves into the gate 46, which is a G center gate, so you know any equinox, whether it's autumnal or spring, um, any climax, what are they called? 
the equinox and the solstice. There you go. Any equinox, any solstice, winter solstice, summer solstice, they're all, the gates of those are all in the G. They're all in the G center. Think about the G center. Identity, love, direction. There's a trajectory here. And so it's kind of fascinating, but all of those extremes and then those harmonies, those equilibriums, they're all in the G, in the G center. So that also can add some context if you know the archetype of the G center, which is what I just mentioned, identity, love, and direction. So the gate 46 is where the sun will be moving later this week, uh, that gate of determination. And then as the sun moves there, the earth moves into the gate 25, the gate of innocence, universal love, or kind of this innocent spirit. And that's going to be a whole different archetype. But what we're going to see as we, as we kind of unpack these transits of the sun-earth is that there there are some some kind of cool interconnected themes here um, as we move into a season of integration and uh, and of busyness right September is always so busy and we're like oh it'll slow down after September it doesn't and so there are some entry points to manage this energy in a way that feels really nourishing and that allows you to integrate in real time so we'll we'll get to that. Um, and then we're going to touch on, you know, we'll touch on Mercury, um, and we'll touch on Venus, but Mercury, <laughs> Mercury is in retrograde. Y'all know already, um, that that's happening and it's, it's retrograding through the gate 18 where it's kind of been hovering for, for a minute now for the last couple, I think the last couple of, uh, yeah, last week it was in the 18 and now it's going to be moving backwards through the 18 into the gate 46 okay if you look up a mandala of human design you'll see these gates and you'll see how they're correlated with with zodiacal signs and you'll be like oh what Alyssa's saying actually makes exponentially more sense now that i can visually see this um but mercury will be moving backwards through the gate 18 retrograding through the gate 18 the gate of correction work on what has been spoiled also a libra ruled gate very 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 logical gate um coming from the splenic center and then it's going to move into the gate 46 now you just heard about the gate 46 the sun's going to be sitting there so mercury by the end of the week is going to be sitting conjunct right on top of the sun they're going to be getting cozy in the gate 46 this gate of determination or pushing upwards so we'll kind of talk about how you can maximize this by really understanding the archetypes of the week okay so let's dive in let's dive in and let's start with the gate six which is where the sun, the spotlight, right? The energy that goes, hey, attention, hop to, put the spotlight right here. The sun gives off an immense amount of neutrinos. It's a major conditioning force. And even if it didn't, it'd be a major conditioning force in the sense that what life could exist without the sun on this earth? I don't know. Not my scope, but it's a great question. So the sun influences us, right? <laughs> even on the very shallow level of how do you feel on a sunny day? How do you feel on a day where the sun is hidden by clouds? The sun, as it moves through the gate six, the gate of conflict, brings our attention to the fact that really growth cannot exist without friction. And that is the law of the gate six. You know, the gate six is half of the channel of intimacy and mating. And this is a channel that through conflict, through the dissolving of boundaries, the kind of auric penetration, we're able to know who our people are right? Tribal, tribal defense. Who are my people? And oftentimes, you know, especially in the Western world, I don't actually have a lot of experience in other worlds, but in this culture, we kind of avoid conflict. 
It's not comfortable, right? Especially those of us who have open emotional centers. We we avoid conflict because we're like, oh, conflict, uncomfortable. Uncomfortable, bad. That must mean something's wrong if something's uncomfortable. Well, not necessarily. Think on any really truly intimate relationship you've had, whether it's a lover, a parent, a, a sibling, you know, it doesn't have to be sexual intimacy. It can be just like intimacy as in this is my family and we're close and, you know, we share things. We're real. We're honest. Any kind of intimate relationship where things are shared, whether they're exciting, fun things, or they are, um, you know, conflict kind of depressing things or anxiety provoking things. Conflict is an entry point for intimacy. It's a potential entry point for intimacy. If you can move through conflict with someone who you love, you're probably going to have better understanding, more matured emotional bonding, better communication in the long run. Now that might not be the immediate thing, right? Friction at first is usually quite uncomfortable. It creates heat, but heat creates growth. Or at least in this metaphor, you know, think about when you plant a seed in the ground. If the ground stays cold, the seed will not germinate, right? So you can kind of think of this gate of conflict as that kind of similar energy where we need conflict sometimes. It's a, it's a natural part of the cycle. Now, does that mean we need to go out of our way and seek it and create it? No, of course not. But if conflict arises, it doesn't mean that the, that the relationship is bad or wrong or over, right? Oftentimes through, through transparency, the gate 59, you know, kind of speaks to this through transparency and sharing, we can move into a space of understanding and hearing each other and, and being diplomatic rather than being like either a over attentive in our in our stepping into conflict oh are you okay are you okay are you okay or tactless you know fuck you you upset me you made me feel well what happens when we own our feelings and we say you know i got triggered or i felt this way or you know whatever and we share it and the other person's able to understand us better the other person's able to see why we are the way we are or see why we felt the way we felt and from that conflict comes an emotional clarity, an emotional awareness around, okay, do I want to bond with this person more or not? And if the answer is yes, I do, well, then that conflict usually deepens the intimacy. It deepens the bond. So this week, if you have the gate 59 sitting across from the six, and you generally do not have in your your body graph the channel of intimacy and mating this week and for the last couple days until what? I think it's like the 21st. Right, let's see. Until the 21st, this energy is going to be up for you. You know, where are we feeling friction? And is that an invitation to grow? Is that an invitation to drop into deeper intimacy? Now, as the sun is sitting in the gate six, the earth, the stage on which the spotlight is shining, is in the gate of crisis, the gate 36. And what you might notice is actually that sometimes, you know, the gate 36 is is a gate of the human experience. This gate is hungry for the human experience. It's penetrative. It will consume anything blindly because it wants the experience of it. You know, it, it perceives inexperience as inadequacy. And so often it will just blindly penetrate. It will blindly throw itself right in. And that's not bad or good, right? 
really resist moralizing. It has a function and its function is to taste, to sample so that it can have the experience, whether good or bad, and then learn from it, right? We really unpacked this energy last week when we talked about the channel of transitoriness, a channel that we have collectively been sitting in now for, for over a week and that we will continue to sit in pretty much until September 22nd. And, you know, <laughs> that that transit will end when Mars moves out of the gate 35 and into the gate 45. Now, let's go back to this gate 36 for a second here. The sun is in the gate 6, gate of conflict. The earth is in the gate 36, the gate of crisis. And as it is, it's sitting conjunct, the Earth is sitting conjunct Neptune, sitting right next to it. And so what we might get right now are some feelings of like illusion and, and dreaminess and like almost like the veil is pulled over us and projection and watching our projection and getting to see where we do project. And the, the beauty of the gate of, of crisis is that despite the fact that, yes, you might end up in a crisis... If you stay present in it, you really can learn from it. And if you can learn from it, then you can overcome the turbulence of the crisis and you can move into this sympathy, this this harmony, this compassion, this empathy even for the human experience, which is that sometimes it goes exactly how you want it to go. Sometimes it exceeds the expectations and sometimes whew, it puts you through the ringer. And sometimes crisis allows us to enter into a space of conflict. And then conflict allows us or facilitates the entering into a space of potential intimacy. And intimacy as it deepens, as we don't take conflict personally, which, look, yes, I'm, I'm laying here butt naked talking about this like it ain't no thing. But you put yourself in this. <laughs> you, you get in this and all of a sudden it's like, whoa, now I'm feeling this in my body. And this feels really real and like... What do you mean it's not personal? Of course it's personal. I feel this so big, but it isn't. Yes, we want to take responsibility for it. Yes, we want to, you know, drink the medicine and and use what life gives us, right? Like alchemize the lead into gold, sure. But that's a process and that process is not always comfortable. And that's what this transit, this sun earth transit is speaking to is that sometimes shit feels fucked up. It does. And that's okay because it's temporary. It's temporary. And if we allow the temporary shit feels fucked up to teach us, to enlighten us, to give us experiential wisdom, as we remember that the rule of cycles is that decline is natural in every cycle, but it's not ever enduring. You know, every wave has to break. It does. Without the break, you wouldn't get another climax. You wouldn't get another peak. Now, again, remember, it sounds all cute and pretty as I'm saying it. And sometimes as you feel it in your body, it feels. <sighs> so don't forget to breathe. Don't forget to breathe. And that's going to become especially important as the sun moves from the gate six and the earth from the gate 36 into the gate 46 and 25, respectively. Okay, so we hit the equinox. Boom the day where the light and the dark are equal. It's like the yin-yang symbol, right? You've got the black on one side, 
where it gets bigger, the white gets small. And then you got the white, the light on the other side, where the white gets big, the dark, the black gets small. Well, this is, you know, we're like right at the point of equals here on September 21st. And the sun, you know, the sun the next day moves into Libra. Libra is the scales, equal, equality, balance, harmony. Sometimes it perceives, <laughs> well, we won't go there yet. Anyways, the sun moves into Libra. The gate 46, pushing upwards. This is a G-center gate, as I mentioned before. In this case, it's pretty special. I think it's quite interesting. Um, this is a commitment to the body, a commitment to love the body, a commitment to be grounded into the body. And what's really fascinating about it is that in its kind of quote-unquote shadow state, you know, and a lot of these, as I add some words here, if you are like, wow, where is she getting these words from? A lot of these are archetypes that Richard Rudd um, does a really beautiful job bringing poetic resonance to in the Gene Keys. Highly recommend looking at the Gene Keys if you are someone who's interested in these kind of, you know, the, the I Ching and the hexagrams of the I Ching. The Gene Keys is, is a really modern iteration that calls on an immense amount of just different perspectives it's it's such a beautiful book and so fun to read and, and reflect on and as Richard Rudd says contemplate but the gate 46 pushing upwards the sun moves into this gate and this gate often from the outside like looking in it, it looks lucky oh you're just so lucky that you're like that you're so lucky you look like that you're so lucky you're healthy you're so lucky you've been successful in business you're so lucky you've got a beautiful family that's successful and healthy you're so lucky mm, that's what it looks like from the outside but this gate people who have this gate in their body graph you know their personality or design side it doesn't matter they have access to a really gritty but graceful determination where they will push forward they'll push upward again think of the think of the other side of the wheel the spring where the earth is sitting in the gate 46 and the sun is sitting in the gate 25 and we are experiencing a massive pushing upwards of life after a winter right? Whether it's your own spirit pushing upwards or it's a literal seed that's in the ground, be it wild or cultivated by you, it has to push upwards to break the soil in order to get access to sunlight and share the 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 plant, the surface area of, of chlorophyll that needs the sunlight. It has to push through the earth first. That's this gate. That's not lucky. That's determination. My dad actually always used to say, you know, luck is when opportunity meets preparation. <laughs> and it's kind of true. Luck is luck, sure. But if you're not prepared for it, if you're not determined, if you've not been there doing what you must, as long as it's part of your strategy and authority, then sometimes you don't get lucky. That's okay. It's all divine. But as the sun enters into this gate 46... We want to be really mindful of, of our, our tendency toward constricting into an over-serious kind of frigidity. Because this gate, think about when you have to be determined. Sometimes that feels like a survival response, right? Sometimes determination, especially if it is, you know, 
financial, it's familial, it's close to your heart, it can feel like you're being put into survival, into fight or flight. And sometimes when we get put into survival mode, we get a little too serious, right? That's by design, absolutely. But then we get patterned into carrying that or pulling that thread through our experience. Can we, can we say, you know what? Yeah, I, I am determined. I am feeling determination and I can actually derive joy, delight, ecstasy, softness out of this determination because wow i'm alive as consciousness in a body in a physical vessel that is a strange strange thing and can i enjoy that can i as a sensing organism as something that has access to the senses can i allow myself to enjoy them now across from the sun sitting in that gate 46 you've got the gate 25 this is another gate that i think is quite special I know you don't care if I think it's special or not, but you'll you'll probably think it's special too as you listen. The Gate of Innocence. This is a Pisces, Aries gate. Uh, the first couple degrees are going to be Pisces, right? And then it moves into Aries. And this is where the earth is sitting. And this gate is is cool because it asks us to trust that our back is had. It asks us to stay in the state of innocence as we move through the world, no matter how difficult, no matter what's happening. It asks us to resist constricting or staying in constriction when things are hard. And instead, can we move into an openness that is accepting whatever circumstances, knowing that when we constrict, again, it's very similar but but different to that gate 46. If we constrict, we get over serious. If we get over serious, we're not, we don't have access to our creativity. We don't have access to pleasure, right? When your body's in fight or flight, when your body's in a fear response, when it's in survival, chances are you're not going to be turned on. You're not going to be aroused. You're not going to feel alive. And therefore you will not probably have energy to the creative energy that allows us to see the magic all around us all the time. And that can bring us into a space where we feel delight and we feel acceptance and we feel truly spirit, right? We, we're like, oh yeah, right. We're part of this this thing that's way bigger than us and it is universal love. And how I can get there is is seeing that I'm part of it all. I am part of it all. This gate 25, it's spontaneous. It's, you know, think about innocence. It's, it's uncontrived. It's unadulterated. It just is. It's sincere. And so if we can sincerely feel and sincerely trust the experience of acceptance, which especially when we're talking about mechanics of human design, you know, the mechanics of your design, you got to just accept them. You got to just accept them. If you don't accept them because you're sitting in conditioning, life's going to be way harder than if you're just like, yeah, I am this, this way. (laughs) And I get to, I get to choose the side of the spectrum on which I embody this energy, the low octave kind of shadow state, which again, we don't want to demonize or the, the high octave expression of love. Again, so freaking easy, Alyssa, saying it. Yeah. And anyone listening, you're like, yeah, uh-huh. And then when the rubber meets the road, when we get into the point of friction, the point of contention, the point of conflict, it gets a little harder. And that's where it's like, hey, rely on your strategy and authority regardless of what the transits are doing. Yes? Okay. So 
what I want to bring our attention to is on that equinox, as the sun moves into the gate 46 and the earth into the gate 25, you know, we, we, we have that shift. Then the next day, Libra season starts. We get into that cardinal air, that energy of, of wanting to lead. And as that happens, Mercury is, you know, you can almost think of it like the earth moving forward, Mercury moving backwards. And so they meet. They're in the same sign. They're in the sign of Libra at this point. And they meet in the gate 46 and they sit together in the gate 46. And when that happens, when the sun conjuncts Mercury in the gate 46, the gate of pushing upwards or determination, there's this, this focus on communication and thinking and, you know, busyness. And this is where, I don't know if you felt overly busy in the last handful of weeks. If you haven't, I want to know what world you're living in. But if you have, then you've probably noticed what happens when you get overly busy. And it's this lack of integration time. It's this, you know, kind of like um, this, it almost maybe feels like you get into your head, you're in thinking mode, you're in autopilot, your mind's going, your mind's going, your mind's going, and you're maybe not taking time to drop into your body or connect with that sensing vehicle unless you have a really solid practice of of every moment doing that or daily, you know, dropping in. But when these two sit together, the earth and the planet of Mercury, Mercury being the messenger, the intellect, the, the planet of communication, when they sit together in the gate 46, the best thing that we can do is practice delight, practice getting into our body by way of our senses, by way of sensation. You know, I had this conversation this week, pinch your skin, pinch your skin with your nails and feel what happens. All of a sudden your brain stops thinking. It's like, ooh, pain, sensation, and it goes there, right? And it, it, it delves out after after a second, but by way of commitment to the body, the gate 46 pushing upwards, by way of commitment to the body, which if it's hard to drop into the body, all we really need is some sensation, a scent, a touch, a breeze on our skin, self-pleasure, a hug from a loved one. All we really need is some sensation to get us into our body. And when we get into our body, we have far more access to pleasure, far more access to delight, And so if you find yourself kind of getting a little bit too busy and feeling like you're in the whirlwind and in some chaos and you're trying to make it all okay because Libra wants us to find harmony and balance and, ooh, but it's so heady. If you feel that, take a deep breath. Ask yourself, how can I connect to my body? How can I connect to my body in order to experience pleasure, sensation, delight, And to soften into feeling my spirit as I do that. And into feeling the innocence of what it means to be a human in a body. And how regardless of the sensation, regardless of the experience, that is an energy that we have access to. We have access to in our innocence. It's a part of nature. It's a part of the cycles of nature. It's a part of nature to be able to sense things and feel things and experience pleasure and delight. And if you feel guilty for that stuff, yep, follow your strategy and authority. But also, you know, maybe take some time to reflect on why. And take some time to look at your design as well, right? Look at your mechanics. Maybe you'll find some insight there. Now, we've got Mercury sitting in the gate 35, the gate of progress, the gate of hunger. And what we want to look at with this gate is this gate works just like your belly works. 
What do I mean? Think about when you're hungry. Think about when you have an appetite for food. You feel a drive to get that food, right? And then you eat and then you feel full and that's that. Done. <laughs> you're, you're, you're feeling satiated. This gate has this too, but it has it for adventure. It has it for experience. It has it for, you know, for the human experience. Hey, I want to, I, I have a hunger for things. I have a hunger to experience things. And it's part of that channel of transitoriness that we talked about last week. So Mars is going to be finishing its tromp through the gate 35 and um, that will round its way out by September 22nd. And as it does, Mars will enter into the gate 45, gathering together. This is the, you know, the tribal leader. This is part of tribal circuitry. It's where tribal circuitry makes it up to the throat. And so if you have the gate 21, you're going to end up with some will center definition for a minute as Mars transits through the gate 45. This is a channel that talks about tribal resources and how they get distributed and, you know, where we find things and who gets access. And this, this gate can sometimes, the gate 45 can sometimes be a little bit of a diva. Like <laughs> it can be a diva that, that, uses their powers in a good way it can be a diva that that abuses their powers and so as you if you have that gate 21 get this this will center definition just remember you don't have willpower just because you're under the transit of a willpower transit which <laughs> i don't know about you all but when i'm under those transits i feel the willpower it's seductive it's seductive it's super powerful and you don't you don't got it you ain't got it you don't you only have it if you're born with it maybe it's maybelline is that the right makeup company? Anyways, I shouldn't be doing ads for that stuff. Well, maybe I should. Who knows? We're going to trust it. Okay, so Mars enters into the gate 45. And then we have Venus, which, you know, September 17th through September um, 18th. Venus values, right? Are you embodying your values? your money values, your relationship values, your your energetic values, your financial values, all of it. Are you embodying your values? Venus has, was in, you know, is moving through the 64, the gate of confusion. Then on September 18th, Venus enters into the gate 47. We talked about this gate last week, the gate of oppression. This is a this is an Ajna gate, and it's not saying you're going to be oppressed in your values. It's saying how do you perceive your values, right? This is that gate that I said. You either master your mind or your mind masters you. You master your mind or your mind will be your master. This is that gate. How many ways can we see things? How can we think of things? How can we think of things in a way that works for us rather than against us? How can we conceptualize things in a way that is in our favor rather than that is oppressive to us? And then by, you know, September 23rd, Venus will be transiting through the gate six, the Virgoan gate that the sun is in right now, that gate of conflict and friction. So these are some of the main themes, the main transits that you're going to be feeling this week. And all the while, just to review them, Jupiter will be sitting in the gate of opinions still. So if you've got the gate 62, you're going to have that be under the influence of that channel. Um, Saturn's going to be, you know, sitting 
in the gate 49 as well, still, that gate of rejection or revolution in the emotional center, also a tribal gate. So if you've got the gate 19, you're going to be under the influence of that emotional wave, that emotional tribal wave. Uranus is still sitting conjunct the north node, which I believe that the north, the nodes are still in retrograde. Um, but we've got that happening in the gate two, the gate of the receptive. And then we have Neptune sitting in the gate 36, the gate of crisis, which of course right now is sitting conjunct the earth, right? And giving us all collectively the transit of the 3536, the channel of transitoriness, which is a collective abstract sharing channel that wants to have experiences and that will learn an immense amount about its experiences as long as it can really not identify with the outcome of the experience, but instead focus more on what it learned, the experiential wisdom. And last, we've got Pluto still sitting in that gate, 61, the gate of inner truth, mystery, Capricorn world gate, pressure to know, pressure to know. It's mutative, it's individual. It's, you know, in its kind of low octave state, it's religion. We've got a pressure to know the mystery, and because we never will know it, we'll make up a religion. And that doesn't mean a religion's bad, right? Again, it's just a function. It's a structure of a function. It's a structure made from the function of having a pressure to know the mystery. And there you have it. So that is the week of, I mean, from right now, September 17th through the 23rd of September. Um, thank you for tuning in. If you have questions, please send us questions on the Instagram. And otherwise, we will see you back here, hear you. We will acoustically connect with you through the ethers of the miracle that is sound, light, <laughs> and human innovation next week. Cheers.